Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is David Sommerfleck. He's an experienced digital marketing specialist, a political campaign messaging consultant, an author whose writing has appeared in over 50 publications and four books, a former college journalism professor, founder of three startups, court mediator, and digital marketing project manager with 20 years of experience working for marketing and advertising agencies throughout North America. David is semi-retired, enjoying life with his lovely wife, but still ready to help today's committed business owner make the transition from being operational to establishing sustained profitability and self-reliance. David enjoys hiking, horseback riding, learning new languages, studying technology and business trends, and helping entrepreneurs reignite their passion for change. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. David, I am so excited to have you on the show today to share your knowledge, your expertise on overcoming career obstacles, transitions, and labels. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me as your guest on your podcast. I appreciate your time and the time of your listeners as well. Absolutely. If you can take a few minutes to share a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, basically, um, I don't want to go back too far, but basically I went to college uh, to be a writer. So um, while I was in college, I had two journalism scholarships. I volunteered for the literary journal there and um, and turned it, like I said, it to newspapers. And when I graduated from college, I found that there just were not that many good uh, paying jobs for writers and editors, which is what I went to college for. So one of the things I did while I was in college was I began researching what was at that time a new thing, you know, the internet. Back in the mid 90s, the internet was still new. Um, very few businesses had websites. The irony, of course, is that now we're in 2020. Statistically, most small businesses still don't have websites. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and of those that do, many have what we call free DIY template websites that aren't really generating results for them, but that's another story. <laughs> and so basically, um, you know, a year or two after I graduated from college, I saw that there just were not that many jobs for, for journalists or writers that paid a livable wage. So I started collecting more and more clients for uh, website development. And I came into it saying, look, not only can I create the website, but I can write the content. 
I can do the search engine optimization for you. Mm -hmm. I could set up the e-commerce, which even then was still very new, but there were ways to work with it. Yeah. So um, that's basically how I got started in digital marketing back in the 90s. And now here we are in 2020. And I have about 20, 20 years or so working for different marketing agencies and ad agencies in different capacities. And I was also a certified business mentor for an organization called SCORE, which is a division of the United States Small Business Administration. And okay. um, I was an active certified business mentor for them, off and on for about 10 years. And um, so that's really my background. And I recently wrote a book called The Road to Digital Marketing Profits, which is now available on Amazon, uh, Books a Million, and Walmart. Awesome. Congratulations on your book, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm always going back and, and updating it and adding more to it and working on a, a different book now. Awesome. Okay. Great. I think I have about three or four business books in me and wow. then I want to get into some fiction and, and other areas. Well, that's amazing. Whatever you can put out there is, is definitely helpful. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. What would you say are the most common career obstacles that you have faced or maybe that you mm. have um, experienced through working with other people? They're always mental and emotional. Always. Absolutely. Always. They're not financial. People think they're financial, but they aren't. And I can dig as deep into that as you want to go. And let me preface this by saying that I pride myself on being as legitimate and as real and as authentic as I can be from yeah. relationships that we have with others to whether or not we have profit-driven businesses. And that's key. It really is. In myself, it was always emotional or mental. Always. You know, uh, I worked for different marketing and ad agencies for like 20, 25 years. And all of the issues that I experienced were always, do I want to do this? Can I do this? Do mm -hmm. I believe in myself sufficiently to do this? You know, I, I freelanced off and on in between different marketing agencies. And there were periods of time where I was completely self-reliant, completely self-sufficient in between working for different agencies if I wanted to. Um, and then there were times that I didn't know if I could keep it going. And guess what happened? It didn't keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dropped the ball. I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, coach. Oh, what happened to the ball? Well, you dropped it because you weren't looking at it. Yeah. Um, and I always found that to be the case with entrepreneurs and service providers and business owners. If they can't see it, I can't do it for them. Yeah, you know, it's that's like a really saying, good point. Um, I don't remember what book of the Bible it was where the people have no vision, they shall perish. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And today, look, we've got COVID-19 that most, some people don't even know if it's real. They can't convince themselves of whether or not it's yeah. real. Meanwhile, the numbers keep going up, 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 up. Absolutely. The virus doesn't care whether you believe in it or not. <laughs> 
you know, That's if you true. want to go to a bar and celebrate and go dancing <laughs> and party and at the club with your friends, the virus will be there saying, okay, I'm going to make my move. I'm here too. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. And um, so a lot of people don't know if, if it's real or not. They don't know if they should wear a mask or not. Meanwhile, the epidemiologists are saying, look, what do you want me to do? I can't make it more simple. The numbers keep going up. Yeah. You know, who, who's, who's fooling who here? And so, I mean, we have COVID-19. We have um, unemployment at record levels mm-hmm. that rival that of the Great Depression. We have small businesses and large businesses going under faster than anyone can keep track of. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play games with your business, go right ahead. The way I look at it is, do you love your family? Mm-hmm. You know, is this real to you? You know, I have to put food on the table. I've got a wife counting yeah. on me. And that's real as it gets. And I don't play with that. If other people want to, great. So, you know, what this comes down to is how real is this to you? Yeah. And I, and I don't mean you, Kayleon. I mean listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So all the tools you need are available to you. You want to be number one in Google? It's available to you if you mm-hmm. want it. Do you want a, a modern, responsive website that works on all devices? It's there to you if you want it. Do you want to sell things and take payments online for your services? Do you need things explained to you? It's all there if you yeah. want it. So that's really the question for people listening is, do you want this? And then do you want it bad enough to invest your time? And what is realistic you know, money? If you Absolutely. don't know how to budget, ask. Mm-hmm. research we have a great tool called google and we have DuckDuckGo, and you can look up almost anything you want to know now so it's up to people to decide what's real to them and what's not what's relevant to them and what's not yeah that's so true the resources are available and one thing i've learned is that you have to put in the work you know yeah. no one's going to hand anything to you and it's not you know something magical that will happen and you'll just all of, all of a sudden have a successful business um, you have to put in the work. Um, and like you said, if you don't know something, ask questions. It is okay to ask. It's okay to have mentors, um, you know, people to help you along the way. Right. Um, if you try to, you know, fly solo with no assistance, no help, no mentorship, um, you know, a lot of times it, it doesn't really work out because you can't do it by yourself and you won't know everything and that's okay. You can't. You know, it's like uh, um, I, I studied to be a mediator. I, I never had the, the, the GPA to get into law school. And mm-hmm. my family wasn't rich, so I couldn't really get into law school. Mm-hmm. I always had enormous respect for lawyers, and I always loved that mental work. So I took a lot of courses in being a mediator and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of dealings with lawyers. I have a lot of respect for them, and I love talking to them off the record. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember talking to a lawyer a couple of years ago, and he said, well, I want to be number one in Google. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's great. I can make that happen for you. What's your budget? Oh, well, I don't have a budget. Everything has to be free or DIY. And I dug a little deeper into why do you feel that's the case? And after we talked for, for like a half hour, because it took that long to get it out of him, he mm-hmm. admitted that, you know, look, uh, he was working at a, a legacy law firm meaning that they got all the referrals from going to the courthouse and from networking 
Okay. His law firm that he worked for didn't believe in the internet. They thought it was a fad. They thought it was just a thing for teenagers in mommy's basement, so to speak, or, you know, whatever. They didn't need it. So why invest in it? So he wanted to be number one in Google, but he was still working full time at this law firm. Got so you. It wasn't tangible for him. It wasn't mm -hmm. relevant. So he was willing to play around with the idea, but he wasn't committed. So I told him, you know, look, my heart goes out to you. I wish you the best. We're not a good fit for each other. Got you. Yep. There's a lot yeah. of talk of, about um, leaving your nine to five to, you know, start a business and become an entrepreneur. Do you think that's a wise decision? Is there no. something that, you know, people should keep in mind if they want to do that? Is that the, the, the right thing to do? Or is it, you know, being a little bit too optimistic? It's being too optimistic. <laughs> okay. No, don't do it. And I'll tell you why. You do okay. it when you know in your heart you are ready. Okay. Yeah. If you tell your boss, look, <laughs> I've learned everything. I mean, and you don't have to say this to the boss, obviously, okay? Mm -hmm. If you know in your heart and in your mind, look, I know everything there is to know about this business. I know how to manage the nine to five daily operations. I know how to handle the different, um, the different accounts. I know how to handle accounts receivable, accounts payable. I know how to market the business, promote the business. I know how to, I know everything there is about this business and managing, mm -hmm. running it on a hire, fire, delegate, and so on. And you want to go in that air arena and you've had it then tell your boss to go take a flying leap. And now you know that you're ready yeah. to go into that arena. I'm very proud of the fact that I told one boss, maybe two, but I, I know one for sure, that I literally told, I've had it with your abusive um, practices, mm. insane schedules, the way you talk down to people and disrespect yeah. people, I've had it. And I only did it because he was very abusive and, and very condescending and mean-spirited to people. He would literally say things that were really hurtful and mean to people mm. on, a daily on a daily basis. I would see you know, women crying and coming up to me, talking to me about being harassed and demeaned, and nothing yeah. was ever done. And I just had it. I was tired of going home and talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could do everything anyway. I knew I had other jobs lined up if I needed to. So that's where you should do it if you're ready to go gotcha. into that. If, and you, if know you know you know can manage. Right. And you know you can manage and do it. If you're not sure, it's it's very, very scary out there. It's very dark out there. The wolves are waiting at the door, so to speak. Yeah. So I, I think if you feel in your heart and in your mind that there's nothing you can't do to go start this on your own, do it. But if you think the bank is going to give you a loan because of your clever idea, uh-uh. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> First of all, banks aren't loaning to small businesses. Everything's on lockdown. Mm -hmm. Credit unions are more apt to loan. And you don't want to go do this. Make sure you can get the loan first before you even, you know, yeah, have, a business, have a business plan ready before you would even, you know, go and do all of this. Get all your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I have in my book that I always say, I take people from this place of saying you're a complete newbie, you don't know anything about digital marketing or running a business. 
that's fine. We'll take you from point A to point B. So by the end of the workbook, you have a business plan that you can take to a credit union with you and mm -hmm. show them, I know how to use this marketing. I know who my niche ideal consumer should be. I've tested the waters. So if you give me the money, I know I can run with this. So you just don't want to get into that arena until you're ready. Don't take yeah. it lightly, especially if you have friends and family who are counting on you. Absolutely. I know, um, you know, when it comes to career obstacles and, and transitions, there are some, you know, common obstacles. And one of them is burnout. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on how to... Um, because, you know, we could talk about how to prevent burnout, but then there might be some that are already burned out. Right. Do you want to prevent it? I mean, I don't even know if you can. I don't think but, you can. <laughs> you can try, but, you know, it's, it's you know, kind of, you know, trial and error. You know, we live in a society that eats people for breakfast. <laughs> um, you know, there's that old song. What is that song by James Taylor? Um, there's so I can't remember the song, but there's a, a song that he says where they, they would take your soul if you let them. Mm. And no, I cannot sing, so I'm not going to. But, <laughs> you know, but there's a line, no, until I can sound like Isaac Hayes or something, I'm not trying. And uh, but there's a line in his song where he says, you know, they will take your soul if you let them. You don't let them. Uh, uh, you know. The whole American culture, and I'm not anti-American, mm -hmm. but I am against um, this thing, this perception that you live and die for your job. No, you live and die for your family and people who love you and got your back, not for people who are going to chew you up and spit you out and don't owe you anything, you know, and can kick you to the curb with no regard and not tell you. I don't know about your listeners, but I work for a lot of places that you come in one day and they tell you, hey, we've decided to make some cuts. And you say, but wait a minute, I've done award-winning work for this company. I've made thousands upon, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in new accounts for this, for this agency. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got people, you know, you know, who, who said, oh my God, you transformed my business. You've helped me so much. Now you're going to tell me step out the door so we can cut and bring in someone half your age with half your experience? Uh-uh. So we owe it to our families first. And if you're a religious person, you owe it to the God in whom you believe or, or don't believe, whatever your, 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 you know, your affiliation is. But to thine own self be true. And, um, First and foremost, burnout is very real. And, you know, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of people who served in the military and, you know, are suffering from PTSD where they were trained to go out and, and fight or, or in some cases kill or mm -hmm. they suffered life-changing, you know, injuries and they come back and the society doesn't welcome them with open arms yeah. or they're not given the financial and emotional support they thought that they would get or that they were promised. There are people who worked very hard for, for companies and they were kicked to the curb when the economy got bad to no yeah. fault their own. So burnout is very real. It's just being human. And how do you protect yourself from it? You really can't. I guess what you can <laughs> say to protect yourself from it is try to have an ace up your sleeve. 
try to have a shank in your shoe if you're a little bit older like me and you remember what those were. <laughs> you know, what that means is, you know, um, I tell people, you know, look, spend money on things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. You know that we have a, a pandemic. You know the economy is on the skids. Things are unsure and shaky right now with the economy, the political scenario, um, you know, across the board. So, you know, do things for yourself that make you feel good, but spend money on things that you, only what you need. And don't jump ship until you see the other ship there ready to. Yeah, that's smart. You. And um, that's how you prepare. If you're not sure about your business, have a rock solid business plan. You know, if you're not sure how to use digital marketing, which is my forte, then mm-hmm. get up and ask questions. Yeah. Take notes. Take it seriously. Take what you want, what you say you want. How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough that you're willing to get dirty and get into the fray? That is so important. Um, I know another obstacle is a lack of objectivity, which I think is so common. So when it comes to uh, whether you're switching careers or maybe you are let go, um, I know sometimes it can be taken personal. And And it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not personal because they don't know you. Exactly, and, and exactly. The, the reality is that the employers out there, A, they don't know you, and B, let's get real, they don't want to know you. They might say they do, but they don't. They, I mean, they're trying to run a business. They don't have time. They may care and, and act like they love you and blow you kisses, but <laughs> they, they got a business to run. Yeah. Gotcha. You're looking at their bottom line. You can't make a decision based on emotion. You can let emotion guide you or have a say in things like Spider-Man. You know, your spider sense is tingling. It doesn't feel right. Something feels off, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you make decisions based on, on looking at things objectively. Let your brain guide you and be 90%. And your, your gut tell you whether or not it feels right or doesn't feel right. It's the car engine that takes you where you need to go. That's 90%. And it's the driver that makes that 10%, if that makes sense, the way I'm saying mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, you talk about, you know, business owners getting in their own way. What yeah. exactly do you mean by that? And how can business owners avoid getting in their own way? Every time I made a decision based on my own gut and my emotion, it blew up in my face. Mm. And I've seen that over and over again in people. I started a mediation nonprofit years and years ago because I had, I had volunteered for the court system off and on for a long time, like five years or something. And I was involved in other mediation nonprofits and everything. And I started a nonprofit mediation business because I loved doing the work. I legitimately, truly wanted to help people. You know, it was a heartfelt decision, not a brain-made decision. And I had a lot of pushback from the local court system. The people going to court, the litigants, didn't want to do it because they didn't know what in the world mediation was. Mm. And the clerk of the court wouldn't refer anything to me, even though I had the pedigree, I had referrals, I had letters, I, you know, I was known 
as someone, you know, who was there in the courts. And I loved doing it. But I never, I couldn't get any referrals because they wouldn't do it because the lawyers, you know, were, were not making money by sending, you know, cases over to me unless they, they kicked them out or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it just never went anywhere. And after like a year or two, my wife just said to me one day, she's like, it's not fun. It's not making any money. Take mm -hmm. it by the tool shed, put it, put it down. And I always listen. I said, yes, honey, I will. I'll do it. You're right. You're right. And so that was a decision based on emotion, not on logic. Mm -hmm. If I had looked at it from logic, I never would have done it. Yeah. I would have continued doing it in a, in a part-time basis as a way to network and meet others and, mm -hmm. and, and build relationships with others. I would have continued that way. But um, I would never have started it as a business. And yeah. when I talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs and service providers, if it doesn't work out for them 99.9% .9 of the time, it's because emotion is getting in the way. They're controlling. They're yeah. fearful. They don't want to spend any money. They're not convinced of the value or whatever. Um, and that's usually what's holding them back. Um, the economy is tough. But let's get real. You know, in 2008, when Obama was coming in, uh, we had the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. And now we're, what's funny is we're at the, the same period where there's another election coming up and the economy is in the, the dumpster. And it's the same thing. So you can't really blame the economy because there are businesses like Amazon that are thriving. Yeah. And there are businesses that um, are doing very well and they adapted. They were able to pivot very quickly and go, look, everything is going online. Well, you knew this years ago anyway. Mm -hmm. All that COVID-19 did was give everybody a shove yeah. and start ordering everything online, start talking to people online. For me, I've always been kind of uh, an introverted extrovert. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. um, I'm very much Ahab's cabin boy when it comes to what I believe in, but I never really liked networking groups. Um, so you adapt and you find a way to change and you don't take it personally because they don't know you. COVID doesn't know you, it doesn't care. <laughs> no. It bodies to go and infect. And the employers are looking for, you know, ways that they can increase their profits. And you're, you're just another cog in the machine. And if you think you aren't, you're, you're mistaken. Mm. You, know, do, you know, if you want love, you, you go to God, you go to your significant other, you go to your immediate family. What are labels that you have to overcome as a business owner? Oh, my God. There are a lot of labels out there. And there's a lot going on in the world today mm -hmm. right now. And I, I want to address one label that okay. has really been heavy on my heart for decades. Okay. For decades now. Uh, I, you know, I'm very, very, very sensitive to labels mm -hmm. and inclusion, diversity, treating people equally and with kindness and respect. Mm -hmm. um, and you look, when I say kindness, you don't have to blow people kisses. You don't have to, you know, kiss someone's uh, a fundament treat them like an equal and that's it 
and I'm very, very cognizant of this. I've uh, been in an interracial relationship. We've been married for over 20 years now, and I was dating my wife for about five years before we got married. Because mm -hmm. I was like Mick Jagger, I was terrified of getting married. Okay. And, you know, so we dated for like five years before we got married, and I grew up with uh, slight dyslexia and being labeled um, special ed. Um, and I was always told, this kid is never going to go to a high school. I went to high school. I, then I was told I was never going to go to college. I went to college. Then I was yeah. told that uh, it would be a miracle if I graduated. I graduated anyway. You know, did I have to study harder than it seemed other students did? Yes. But I retained a whole lot. And um, labels are there, I think, for the most part for society as a societal construct to make it easier for businesses and others to kind of put you into a box or a category that they can manage. You're too old. You're too young. Mm -hmm. you don't look like these other people look, so you shouldn't be involved. Um, that's just hogwash. I've seen people who were labeled educably mentally retarded go on and graduate from college and they force themselves to study and read and overcome. I was one of them. I've seen, um, you know, um, I mean, let's talk about diversity, okay? Because yeah. I've worked for so many marketing agencies over the course of 20 to 25 years. Okay. How many of these marketing agencies employed people who were over the age of 35? Most of them didn't. Mm. How many people, how many of these marketing agencies employed people of color? Most of them don't. Okay, yeah. don't. And it's wrong. Um, it's evil. It was in the 1920s. And it's wrong in the 2020s. Absolutely. The only difference now is that everybody has a smartphone with a camera built into it. And thank God for the technology. Uh -huh. Because now, people who never were aware of it or who lived in an ivory castle, they see it on YouTube. They uh -huh. can still deny it, but now we have uh, more of it on social media and on CNN. Yeah. Um, and that's a great thing. So labels, I think, are more uh, contrary and counterproductive then they are positive. The hell with labels. You know, if you want to go do something, if you want to start a business, my advice to people always was and has been first and foremost, decide how committed you are. Is this just an idea or a feeling? Yeah. Or is this something that you feel deep down in your in your soul that you feel stirring in your gut, that you've had it and you want to go off on your own and you're willing to do what it takes to get there. If that's the case, Read one business book per week. Read everything that you can yeah. find. Look up Dragon's Den on Amazon, and you can read all the books from all the people at Dragon's Den. Then look up Shark Tank and read all the books by all the people on Shark Tank, okay? And if you do that and read one book a week, first of all, the books are paperback. You can get them dirt cheap. And if you read one per week, by the end of a couple of months, you're going to know more than most of these so-called magical guru guys on YouTube, okay? Yeah. And it will give you some idea. And then work out a business plan 
Get advice from people who know what they're doing and offer free consultations. Ask questions based on what you've read. Take notes, you know, yeah. and, get, and get some action steps going. Don't think that you're going to get a free ride. You know, mm -hmm. this idea that everything needs to be free and easy is ridiculous. <laughs> Budget. You can't yeah. start a but you can't start a business under a couple of grand, okay? And you can't get online for, for free with DIY. It doesn't work. That's why there are digital marketing agencies in every city in the US and in the world. So budget. If you don't have the money, save it. Yeah. And there's nobody who won't work with you. So that's what I tell everybody. Um, there's a great, great quote that I love very, very much from an old author named Henry David Thoreau who wrote, wrote Walden. Great classic book that I highly recommend. One of my favorite business books. And he says, build your castles in the air for that is where they belong. Now lay your foundation beneath it. And I love that quote because that's what it's telling you. So that's what I tell people to do. Labels work against you. Absolutely. And I'm really, I'm really sick and tired of labels. And I, I wish I, I can't be more um, adamant on that feeling, you know, um, from all of the experiences I've had personally, um, you know, for, from what I went through in the education system, uh, from what I've been through being married, you know, to the, the best woman I've ever met in my life um, and, and, and all the people standing with their mouths open and everything and, and all that nonsense to all the marketing agencies that, that won't employ you if you're above a certain age, that won't employ you if you don't look like your immediate family members, that um, use nepotism in the extreme. We, you know, I, I challenge anybody, go walk into a marketing, agencies in, a marketing agency in any city in the U.S., and you'll see that almost all of them are white and in their 20s. Hmm. And, and that's why they have such a, a problem putting together marketing material that can appeal to real people in the real world. I mean, my God, every day some story comes out on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn of some kind of out of touch marketing ad. It's because they don't know. Got you. So that's how I feel about labeling. So I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so labels don't work. Action works, you know. Put your castle up in the air and say, this is where I want to be. Don't put money into the equation that I want to be a millionaire in, in five years or something like that. It's more realistic to say, I want to be self-sufficient. I want to be able to take care of my family financially and not be dependent on anyone else. And I want to be there within a, uh, two or three years or five years or something. I'm willing to do what it takes to get there. I think statistically, five years is the norm. Statistically, according to the Small Business Administration, 99% of all small businesses go under within three years or less. Statistically, those that make it to five years or beyond have like an extra 50% chance of making it long term and beyond. So it's realistic to give yourself you know, five years to grow a business and get from point A to point B. Um, you want to be self-reliant, obviously, and financially independent, um, independent. 
but to think you're going to be a millionaire in, in less than five years, that's not realistic. So you want to build that foundation with first with knowledge and being fully informed yeah. on everything that goes into running the type of business that you want to run. Then you want to investigate how would I market this online using digital collateral? And that's where I step in and I'm, I'm happy to offer, you know, a free consultation to people and, and help them connect A to, to B. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in, in speaking about that, how can people, you know, stay connected with you and take advantage of the services that you offer? Sure, sure. And thank you for mm -hmm. asking. Um, real simple. Go to that address bar that everybody uses to get on the internet. And instead of typing www.usatoday.com or something, type in dms.blue. And as soon as you go to my website, you'll see a contact form. And you can send me an email and say, David, I'd respectfully like to request a free consultation and, and make a list of your most relevant, germane problems. And I'm happy to, to, to uh, you know, Zoom or Skype or, or video consultation with you. And I'll ask you, is this real to you? What are you willing to trade in order to become the person you want to be? And I'll help you put together, um, you know, some kind of a tangible idea, you know, get, get you going um, on the right path. Yeah, that's so helpful. And I will have his links in the episode description for those who would like to stay connected and to be a part of the services that he is offering. David, I want to thank you again for being a part of the show and for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. Well, I want to thank you for inviting me on. You, uh, we've talked before and you've always been uh, very kind uh, every time we talk and you're very relaxed and laid back person. I always have a great time talking with you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. Make sure that you connect with David on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms by gracenp.com and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.